Hello, welcome to Grace Unscripted. I'm your host, Audrey Wallace, and today I had a conversation with John Gresick. That's Pastor John Gresick, the pastor of our middle school ministry. And I think the biggest thing I took away from it that I think you're really going to enjoy is how someone, and in his own words, a lonely and desperately searching for belonging kid came full circle after a very wild journey that I really am looking forward to you hearing. kind of can come back to that now as our pastor of middle school ministry and help those same kind of kids that uh, are experiencing what he experienced when he was young. So buckle up and uh, enjoy this story with me. They welcome John Gresick. Thanks for being here. Oh, no problem. This is the best day I ever had. So <laughs> we're here doing a thing. So we're, let's do it. Well, the thing we're doing, John, is we're going we're gonna to just get to know you and get to, get to know your story. Now, I have to admit something to you. I've been around you a, a few times recently. We've been kind of get to, getting to know each other. You're, I love your wife a lot. So, Most people do. Isn't yeah. she great? And I'm sacrificially, you know, getting to know you <laughs> right? as a couple. My it's husband's, so... you know, we're, we're, we've been getting to know each other. I don't really know much about you. And I've been going into these, like, nice dinner dates and stuff, and I actually don't know anything about you at all so I usually just let Sonny tell us what people are allowed to know about me <laughs> like there's so much like a secret identity you know yeah. so that kind of thing so we're gonna peel that back today okay how do you feel about that uh I'm good with it I'm good with it let me tell me anything that you want to know I'm sure I can make something up all right and it'll be great wonderful well we're here at Grace Church and we're really just wanting to get to know the stories of the people of Grace and somewhere someone someone along the line said John Gresick has an interesting story so so let's go go into that. Well, I'd like to rewind back a bit um, to understand. I don't know. My mind kind of works in maps and timelines. So, are you from Akron, Ohio? Uh, yeah. So I am from. Uh, I grew up in Ellet. Okay. And I went to school in Talmadge because my mom worked in Talmadge. Okay. So I around. Well, I I went to uh, like a private school when I was like young. Mm-hmm. And then in third grade or so, I I moved to Talmadge. I went to Talmadge schools. Started yeah. going to Talmadge schools. Okay, um, through school, like athlete, nerd, uh, emo. What, where would you land on that spectrum? Yeah, I beat all high those school. people. <laughs> so that was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't really have anything. I wasn't like a so. Um, I was like, uh, I did the sports things while I was mm-hmm. younger. Okay. And then um, middle school, high school was like massive trauma <laughs> and for me. Like it was horrible. Okay. And um, and so from there, uh, I kind of quit all the sports and everything else. And um, I, uh, I just kind of started... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I started living for the world, okay. as some would call it. I don't know what we're supposed to <laughs> call that here. That's that's a nice and way of putting yeah. it. I think that we can. I became a very worldly person. Okay, yeah. and that didn't mean you moved to Europe or traveled. No, no, no. Okay. I rarely left uh, my twelve foot area of living. Of so. home. Okay. Yeah. So we've got some trauma in high school. We are living for the world. 
And so, you know, a lot, it's interesting because so many of these interviews or you meet folks at Grace, well, I was raised in a Christian home and, and I, I went to a, a life group as a kid and, and that kind right. of stuff. And, you know, that's not everybody's experience. So well, I think... Actually, it's funny you should say that because I was raised a in a Christian ah, home, right? Okay, hit me with that. Right. So, uh, you know, when you're a kid and like your parents tell you to do things and so you do things... I think that's where that all landed, right? Seems so, to me like you'd be the person who your parents told to do things, so you did the opposite thing. I was a great kid for a good four years. <laughs> okay. And then it was like, as soon as you realize that it's like, oh, I have to do these things, like, I, it wouldn't necessarily be the opposite, mm-hmm. but it's just like, yeah, that's not a thing I'm going to do. And so, like, church was a mm. a place we went but mm-hmm. i was like so i'm the middle school pastor here mm-hmm. if i had middle school me in my ministry mm-hmm. like it it would be horrible okay. <laughs> it would be absolutely horrible mm-hmm. like like the unreachable kid mm-hmm. that just just like i'm going to i got to call your parents there's no other way around that mm-hmm. like we have to talk to your parents and yeah. so um right around the time that it was like oh i i don't have to do or believe everything my parents say like that kind of clicking in, um, it just all kind of started to tank, you know? Mm. Like, um, so I don't think I, like, I did the, like, say the prayer as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I don't want to go to hell. Right. You know, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you know, who even knows what that means, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I was, I was raised in a Christian house, but I, like, I didn't care. It wasn't like right. getting planted within you. So how old would you say when that kind of like, oh, I don't have to do everything my parents said? How old would you say that is? Asking mostly because I have two sons and I'm like trying to prepare oh, for, right. the, for this well, like potential. They're 11 and 9. 11 and 9. So I think it kicked in when I was 34. <laughs> so you got some time. Aren't right? you 33? I'm just I'm joking. 36. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm a, I'm a youthful 36. Mm-hmm, okay. I look great for 50. <laughs> And for thirty, I'm I'm weathered, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was uh, uh, let's see, around fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade. It was like the world was like kind of changing mm-hmm. into being like a place that's not all sunshines and rainbows. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and uh, like I remember one time, um. There were these kids that lived down the block that were like bad kids, right? Mm-hmm. And quote unquote bad kids. And um, one of them, uh, for some reason or another, came over and punched me in the face. Okay. And, you know, I went running inside. Oh, I got punched in the face. Oh, you know, I was third, fourth, fifth grade in there somewhere. And, um, and uh, I remember like, okay, so I went inside and then I told my parents and I'm like, everything's going to be better now. And my dad came outside, and the kid was riding by, and my dad's like, did you hit him? And the kid flicked my dad off and rode away. Mm. I was like, wait a minute. There might not be a happy ending here. And then it was like we went down the block, and, like, my mom and her – some the kid's mom talked, and it was like the shake hands and be friends, you know? And it was like very clearly – I'm like, "That's, that's the end of that? Like, this is the world? That mm. how is this any kind of a justice or mm-hmm. nothing makes sense? You know, I'm I'm a 
a, a nobody who has no talents. I'm a giant weenie, a discernible nobody. Like, if you look around and you're like, oh, that's the kid that cries too much. That's mm. who I am, right? Mm. And so... Um, and so it was like the world started just kind of falling apart mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, seeing the world for what it was is like, oh, so like you're telling me that all of the happy sunshine things that mm. creep in um, are that's actually the, those are the special parts, not the everything. Mm. And so, um, yeah, around there. And then I think in... Uh, sixth grade was right around the time when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm done with all this. Mm. And it's like, you keep little pieces of it because it's like, oh gosh, I don't, I don't even know if I want to tell people how bad of a person I actually am, Mm. but you keep little pieces of these things to like try to make yourself sound good. Right. Mm. And so it would be like, someone would say something and you know, the people that be, oh yeah, I'm definitely Christian. And so they can say a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But then from there, it just kind of, obviously, there's nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so um, when I was in the military, my dog tag said Christian. And it's like, but who knows, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was definitely a, a circus yeah. of anything. It's like so. a checked box. Right. It's not a piece of right. your actual exactly. identity. Right. What would you, what did you look to for identity. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into, um, but you're just thinking of that, um, high school, John, and you mentioned military. So it sounds like that was a transition, I'm sure, uh, as you became an adult. Yeah. So that's a great question. I don't really know if identity became a thing. Because you said you weren't a jock, you weren't a nerd, you weren't like... So I did sports up until like my freshman year. And not that we need to find our identity in any of those things. I'm just trying to see what you would have related to. I mean, I would say anybody who's ever done sports is probably a terrible person. So that's... (laughs) 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 No, but like, I, uh, I, I was like, I wanted, I wanted to be the like the tough guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was never that guy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the um the guidance along the way was skewed and like mm-hmm. uh it was it was I was very, very lonely. Um so I didn't really get identity from anything. It was just desperately searching for a belonging. Mm-hmm. Um like there was just always a thing missing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, uh, yeah, I, in middle school, I did the sports and that was like a big thing where I thought that I was going to be awesome. And then, um, in high school (laughs) I did, uh, I was way into like musical theater and like regular theater. Yeah, I know. I need proof. I need Uh, proof. Uh, Mama Gressick, if you could send me a video. For sure. I want to post it here. Oh gosh, you don't want to see it. (laughs) The, it's it like hurts me in my soul to watch like old things. Mm-hmm. So Sonny has like all all the stuff mm-hmm. that there's like any evidence of how terrible this is. <laughs> and like I thought for sure I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna make it someday. You'll see. <laughs> and it's like oh well actually I'm not very talented or handsome. So you know that's two strikes. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. There's the third. And I don't really know how to do any of this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the end of that. But I really thought I was going to be like the next like guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
in, in our school plays, I, I wasn't even close to like the leads, right? <laughs> at like, Talmadge High. Right, at, in like in my huge <laughs> school, right, of who knows how much, right? But it was like, I wasn't anybody important. Mm-hmm. I was nobody special. I kind of like, I did the school stuff and then I left and it was, I was terrible, terrible student. Mm. I think I graduated with like a one nine or like a they two let you and graduate change. With like, that. I was, it was not good. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was low, low twos, high ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, yeah, I graduated like, I, I don't know how, honestly. When you look back, do you with your mindset now, do you see God in that time? Like, do you see evidence of that? Oh, were, were you, um, is there anything that you can look back and say, oh man, but he was there? Or did you, like you mentioned, desperately searching for belonging, and that's, that's language we would use now, the space that Jesus only can fill? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw him anywhere, like... Yeah, I was I was just lonely, miserable, doing anything you can to fill the voids mm-hmm. of life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I didn't. I can't really like pinpoint during like school anything like that. Like, I was a terrible, terrible student, and like the things that I did during school and like to other students and to teachers and like. The lying and manipulating, like, oh, it just, it, it's like, it embarrasses my, my, like, you know, that gut rot feeling mm-hmm. you get when it's like, oh man, I can't believe that just happened or whatever. Like, oh, it just, it lives there. Mm-hmm. It's a constant state of that, like, empty yuck, you mm. know? Um, yeah, but no, I, uh, I didn't, I, maybe. Did you have mentors yeah. that you no. mentioned the leader, uh, the guidance was just all over the place. There wasn't a, a, co- a um, teacher or like someone from your church that and there was, that was a void. No, as well. I didn't really have anybody. So mm-hmm. my parents did the best they could with what they did and good mm-hmm. for them. Like, um, you know, when you're like that angsty kid and it's mm-hmm. like, Ooh, mom, it's not a phase, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like I was that kid kind of, mm-hmm. um, for no lack of trying, they forced me to make it through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have like rules or uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't think of anything massive happening mm-hmm. like in my life. Um, I'm sure they would all remember dif- things differently than I do because mm-hmm. it's like kind of blocked that time out, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't like have a person. I didn't have um, uh, like a a group of anybody to go to. Mm. I remember like when I went to church, I wanted to be part of the cool church kids, but okay. that wasn't a thing. So even at church, there was that right. And like, dynamic. like I wanted to be like anything. Like you know the people that it's like you're just desperately trying to fit in oh, somewhere. Yeah. Like I really that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was a compulsive liar, and like I think people knew that. Mm. like looking back. And so um, that probably attributes a lot to the loneliness, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Right, yeah. Um, and so uh, all of that stuff was just kind of there. And then um, in eighth grade, I got in a fist fight in a church gym. And it was like, uh, okay, this is a thing that's happening. And so... 
they pulled us apart. They sat us down and they were like, okay, what happened? All this. Nobody really got hurt, you know, no blood, nothing. It was just punches and that's the end of that. Um, and, uh, and so they pulled us apart and the, the youth pastor there was like, hey, I want to spend time with you. Let's do all mm. this stuff. Well, he completely and totally forgot all about me, mm. never said anything, never, nothing ever came of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, if this is how this is, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. I was kind of excited to have that. Wow. And so, like, I just went with whoever was around at the time, right? Um, and so uh, church then became a place to, like, cause trouble or do whatever the bad thing of the day was, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if my parents are going to force me to go, like, yeah, like they're and they can't tell if I'm in class. There's none of that, so yeah. like, I just did whatever I wanted. They didn't have a check-in system with stickers. No, and none Miss Christie having to check you out. Right. And, you know, okay. Right. So it'd be like they dropped me off, and I would just like it'd be like if they dropped us off here at Grace, like, like okay, bye, mom, and then I just like leave and go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I got 20 minutes at McDonald's, and I can mm-hmm. walk back, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And then you're, you know, graduating, and I heard you say military. So it sounds like that was your your next move. Is that true? Like graduated and went straight into the military from there? Uh, no. So I went to. I actually went to Akron for a bit. Really. Um, as like the undecided, because it's just the thing that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Which I wish anybody would have told me any other right. options. Yes. Where are the guidance counselors? I want to have a conversation with right. them. Right. <laughs> Well, like, I was I was such a jacked-up kid that, like, the guidance counselors were, I think, just kind of like, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Don't like, hold him up. Just let him go. Once he graduates, he's not our problem anymore. Yeah. Like, um, and so uh, I wasn't, like, a bad kid. I was just troubled, you know, just damaged. Yeah. And um, so I, I actually went to school for uh, a couple, let's see, it would have been two months and I remember thinking, like one of the one of the English teachers said, um, you know, here's uh, here's the paper or whatever. It's like a three to five page paper or something like that. I remember losing my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I will never be able to do that. It's insane. And it was like on anything. I, it doesn't even matter what it was on. Three mm-hmm. to five pages. Like, who? Seriously? Like, mm-hmm. write it. And, um, so I was like, this is dumb. And like, I left and, uh, I went down and, in, in, uh, the student union, I saw my sister like sitting with, um, some of her friends and like, I went in to sit with them and it was like, oh, well they didn't care. And so I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm leaving. I'm going to join the army. And so, wow. yeah, I wanted to join the Marines, but their office was closed. So... <laughs> Joined the army. Okay, so we <laughs> Which had is a bit good, of an impulse here. I wasn't cut out for either. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, I joined the the army out of out of not wanting to write a, a five page paper. Okay. So I said to myself, self, I went into the recruiter's office. I said, I I I'm I want to join, and uh, I I don't want to do any paperwork. If you hand me any papers, right. I'm leaving. I was like, I don't want to do any paperwork. And they're like, okay, well, we'll do this. Well, little did I know that if you're going to work for the government, everything is paperwork and mm-hmm. triplicate, you know? And so it's like, oh, neat. So you didn't get away from that either. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, so I, I went into the Army. I just turned uh, 19. So I was the oldest one in my grade. Mm-hmm. 
And so I turned 18 before my senior year started, mm-hmm. and then freshman year of college, I joined the military. All right. Yeah. So we're in the Army. We train. We get whooped into shape. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure they couldn't break your spirit. No, but. I was such a great guy. It was, boy, howdy, do I... All my military stories, that most of which I can't tell. So... Um, in this nice G-rated podcast. Well, right? and I think that we missed a a note here because you met your now wife back in the high school days, or you knew her. Okay, so yeah, so um, multiple years into school, I think I might have been a senior, junior, something like that. Um, we were in the School play, which again, uh, you know, yes. I was pretty much getting my Oscar already. <laughs> um, I went up. She was like the the tech prop person. Yeah. And I went up and uh, her friend was there and I started messing with the props. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be like, hey, who's your cute friend? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sonny came over and cussed me out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. So the first thing she does is she cusses me out. And I'm like, who is this jerk? And then for the next like two years and change, that's not true. Next year, because it was the following year's play, um, I was like, I can't stand that girl. Oh my gosh, I hate her so much. And then like she talked to me the next year, like, do you guys want to run lines together? And I'm like, sure. Are you gonna yell at me again? Well, and then she like turned out to be a normal human. I was like, okay, cool. And so we started dating. She flipped a coin. I won the coin toss, okay. so that's cool, <laughs> right? And so we did the on again, off again thing till forever, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, yeah. So then, so you are, you already knew her then, and you went off to the army, on again, off again, probably mixed in with stuff like boot camp. I don't know. Did you write love letters to one another? Or oh were my you gosh, not, it's so were embarrassing. You went off again at that it's point. It's so embarrassing, man. Like. The love letters in the army, like, oh, it hurts. It hurts me to think about. Like, if I was her, I would have just left me immediately. Like, don't even think about writing me anymore. Like, and so I, I was like this freaking, I was in the wrong world. I was just a guy in the wrong world, <laughs> right? So half of me wants to be like this super tough guy, right? Yes. Because it's like macho man, army yeah. man. And so, like, and then the other half of me is this, like, artsy dude who <laughs> loves, loves musical theater, <laughs> all right? Also not not me, really. And so, like, I don't have any identity. I'm nothing, like, solid in my life. And so, like, these love letters are, like, oh, gosh, they are horrible. <laughs> horrible. Oh, I can't even talk about it. If, I just get so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they were happening, though. Oh, they were happening. They were happening. It it was kind of that thing that's like, yeah, we're dating when we're in town, and then when we're not, like, we're dating. Yeah. You know, and so, like, that kind of stuff. I'd fly her down to come and see me and things like that. We weren't Mm -hmm. Christians, so Mm -hmm. anyone who's listening to this, it's like we Mm -hmm. aren't living by Christian standards. Mm -hmm. So throw all those out the window. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, so we did that a few times. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so... That was that. And then, you know, the pieces that I do know of your story, sounds like there was something pretty major that happened during your service to our country. Yeah, I won the lottery. Um, so that was nice. Independently wealthy now. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have a feeling that's not no, that's the not actual true at thing all. that happened. No, I'm not. But it is it is lottery like though, from what oh, I understand. It, it, it is there definitely. would be one in one in a talk about the couple odds. millions. Yeah, that would yeah. yeah. It was great. Um yeah, so no, we got uh we were overseas and um ended up getting like again, I don't know what level podcast this is. <laughs> so ended up getting hurt overseas. Um and uh so Long story short, um, I uh, I had I hit an IED one time, which is just a bomb in the road. Broke mm. some teeth, nothing major, and so they kind of shipped me out to go to like the dentist and stuff. Well, during that time, um, it was really nice actually because I would wake up and everybody else is like working and doing you know your deployed army stuff. And I'm, like, hanging out at this random base waiting for a dentist. And it's, like, air-conditioned, watching movies, like, American everything. And so I was like, oh, this is so great. And um, and so I would wake up, and I'd go be like, hey, I need to see the dentist. I got some broken teeth, whatever. Like, dentist isn't here again. Try and try back tomorrow. I was like, okay. So I would just disappear. And um, Just like so junior I got, high church. Right. I know, right? <laughs> so I got... Nine days of like vacation in the middle of Afghanistan, where it was like I got to just go and live on this random base waiting for a dentist. That was pretty cool. Um, but during that time, so like Sonny and I had like broken up, broken up, like this is over, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, then uh, it was like we'll never talk to each other again, whatever, we don't really care, um, you know, all the all the nonsense, mm-hmm. right. And then uh, from there, that was early August. And then October, we had gotten uh, in like a big, big firefight. And that was like the life-changing Are you talking thing. about you and Sonny or the military? Yeah, Sonny came to Afghanistan to get in a uh, gunfight with me. Right. Oh, pew, pew. Yeah, she was very yeah, committed. Was very, to, yeah. Like when I say this girl hated me, it was <laughs> intense. No, um... No, so Sonny and I were broken up. She mm-hmm. like we weren't even talking. It was like, mm-hmm. it's a nothing. Like, you know, how how often do you still talk to your like high school boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Like never. Like you just don't. You know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're in high school, There's you're hope. gonna be the one. You're yeah. gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it out. <laughs> Woo! I'm just kidding. You should break up now. Um, <laughs> But we uh, were in Afghanistan, and so uh, uh, me and my buddies, not me and Sonny, mm-hmm. and so we had gotten in a massive firefight, and um, and so a bunch of people got hurt, and so ended up like having to get medevaced and eventually back to the states, um, and so that was a uh, an experience to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like the start of like, oh, God is real kind mm. of thing. And you're one of the people that got hurt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're getting evacuated. There's emergency situations. Yeah. So all the, the all the fun stuff, like yeah. watch watch any war movie and it's like, oh, yep, that's pretty accurate. Wow. So, well, that's not true. Like anything with Arnold in it really isn't. But, um, but you know, if you watch like... A, a war movie you'd see what war is like mm-hmm. they called in the helicopters all that mess mm-hmm. and so um uh so they uh they ended up um like sending us all to like back to the bases or the big bases right 
And so then it's like helicopters and doctors and hospitals and um, ended up going to Germany to like get checked out medically. And then they sent me back to the States. Um, and then from there, it was like the long, slow, dark trek through Moria. You know, that's the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings thing, if you mm-hmm. guys didn't know that. But, um, and uh, it was just kind of start getting better. Who knows what's going on with your life? And yeah. So how did you see God in it? So that that is uh, interesting because... It's like those. It's like kind of you know you check the block. You think you're a Christian, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so, um, during the firefight, it was like kind of just surviving moments again. Like again, it's really sh- weird to talk about this with like, like oh, a small child could listen. You mm-hmm. know, like if if so, kind of having to filter yeah. a lot. Um, All right, earmuffs if anybody's in right. the, a car with some youngsters here. Right. And now that you've got your earmuffs on, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Good. <laughs> now we got that out of the Keeping way. Keeping it light. Right. Um, and so, uh, so during the firefight is like lots and lots of stuff um, that's just like, okay, well, probably shouldn't be alive through that Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't be alive through that and Mm. all of this stuff and so um we had uh a bunch of people so we had like 18 people in our platoon or so um and i think 10 or 11 of us got medevaced and it's like things that we wouldn't think like you'd be able to live through Mm -hmm. Um, then there's like various little miracles. I know I'm speaking very vague. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants the details, come and talk to me and <laughs> <laughs> we can do this on a different platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, through that, it was like, yep, God's God's wow. real. That's a real thing. Um, and so uh, like from like in the firefight, long story short, that I'm making long, I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like at one point I was just begging Jesus to help me and it's like it's the only thing I could think of to do right and so um, there was it was like a no way out everything's ugly Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, eventually we made it to this medevac site and then I started begging God not to let my friends die Mm -hmm. and um Everybody actually lived, and so that was like a... Wow. This is pretty crazy. I wish I could say more than that on this platform. Would you <laughs> Would you say, like, do you are you still in contact with those folks? Did other people see God in that as well? Um, I remember uh, there was one guy who I was with um, that didn't believe in God, and uh, he... Um, I distinctly remember him saying, there has to be a God because we don't, you don't survive something like Mm. that. And that kind of stuck with me. I don't know if he ever like followed that Mm -hmm. up with anything, like, or if Mm -hmm. he just kind of was a passing comment, but that's, I was like, wow, you're right. I think that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I don't know too much about like, if anybody else really thought that. Yeah. Um, But really it's your story. It's your, this is like, the hinge point for you. Right. So like from there, we all kind of went our different ways, right? So me and a couple other guys, 
um, got taken back to Germany, like I said. Um, and then during all that process, it's really hard to remember anything. Um, and then from Germany, we got taken back to the States where we got separated even further. And so I was just alone. Mm. And it was like everything came crashing down. And then it was like, I don't want to see anybody ever from my past life. So mm. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Didn't want to do anything about it. and just avoid it entirely. And so it's not it's not till very recently that like I've been able to like talk to people. Mm. Um, and so I've caught up with a few people. One of the guys actually came into town to see me. And um, during that process, decided to follow Jesus. So that was really cool. Wow. Um, There's more to that story, it sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing. Before um, we jump to that kind of um, near term, so I believe um, Sonny came back into your life at that point, And I'd love to just kind of journey into how Jesus also came into your life. Like he's obviously there the whole time and you, you, you know, maybe believed in God, but didn't necessarily follow him. You know, how did that come into more focus into your life? Yeah. So like, I would call that like my quote unquote salvation moment, right? Which moment? The military getting blown up kind of crap. Right. Um, and then it just kind of like was just this little tiny fire like a okay. little, like a pilot light, yeah. Where you're like, okay, nothing's really. There's no heat in the house, right? But like, the, there's a something there, mm-hmm. right? And so I was kind of like, oh no, me and God are good. We have an understanding, mm-hmm. like, cause that's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. It's how I understand God yeah. is how God works. Um, that's not how that works, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you thought that I was being serious, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, so yeah, I I kind of just took that and. It, it became a backseat so it was like I was in recovery for like 10 years to try to figure out how to live a life again. Um, yeah. So I didn't know anybody in the United States when they brought me back. And so I called my parents and I called Sunny because she's the only human I knew mm-hmm. in America. And so she came down to visit me and then just never left. Mm. So um, we weren't like dating or anything, but, uh, she ended up, um, I forget what they call it. It it has a, it has a word, but I don't remember, but she was like the person who would take care of me Mm -hmm. because I was in such bad, like mental shape. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she would like walk me to my appointments and all my doctor's appointments and all this therapy and everything else. And, um, so, she lived with me in our hotel room and yeah, like literally probably as big as this room. Mm. Um, and we lived in a hotel room for a year and then, uh, in the most romantic way possible, one day she came out of the bathroom and said, Hey, I think we should get married so we can move out of this hotel. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I think that's okay. Wow. That's yeah. the kind of stuff Hollywood pictures are made of. I know. And <laughs> that was a Tuesday. Called to my parents, and we got married on a Thursday so I could get a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I told my platoon sergeant, hey, can I skip morning formation on Friday? He says, why? I said, well, I'm getting married. And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're just going to get out of the hotel. Because in the Army, like, if you're married, they'll pay for an apartment and all kinds of other mm-hmm. stuff. And, so, yeah, we got married so we could uh, get more money. Mm, okay. 
Nothing but romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing but romance and the way that, yeah, marriage is meant to kick off, right? Yeah. So that's... It's biblical. Yeah. You know? It's biblical. <laughs> but that's not I, biblical at all, again, because the Bible is full of broken things that become new and beautiful. So I imagine, like, the next layers of the story are kind of continuing to transform you guys. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, like, the things that... Um, God works through and the things that we uh, that we just survive as humans, right? Like no shortage of depression and self-medication and uh, all that other stuff throughout the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a lot of guys when that stuff happens like they they will go uh, like super angry or things like that and I just disappeared like, mm-hmm. If you saw me, I was doing something wrong, you know, mm. and so um, I kind of just turned into a ghost and um, didn't do anything, didn't really go anywhere. Like, Sonny and I, uh, we were married eight years before we spent our first night apart. Wow. Um, it was like literally nothing. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, all of that, and then... Um, Gosh, I don't even know where to fast forward the story to yeah, because it's this like this is where it gets foggy for me. So help me understand. What's... So in, I got out in 2010. Got hurt in 2007. Got out in 2010, um, and then we moved back to Ohio in 2012 um, to start going to school uh, because the army had this thing where it's like, if you go to school, we'll pay you an extra thousand dollars a month. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's cool. I don't care at all about school Mm -hmm. or graduating, but I would like a thousand dollars a month. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so then they'll give you like the BAH and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh wow, those are all great benefits. I'll get a degree in coloring or something (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, I was a junior in school I had been going for four or five years already because I had kept failing my classes. And then it's like, I mean, I'm still like peak PTSD, mm. anxiety, like all that stuff. And um, I would like, I'd failed uh, my anatomy and physiology class three times. What are you doing in anatomy and physiology? What were you studying? So, well, initially... I was just an undecided whatever. Okay. And then I went into, uh, I was going to be a um, physical therapist. Mm, classic. Turns out that's a really competitive field, right? <laughs> they aren't going to just let any guy who thinks they want to do stuff mm-hmm. go do that. It's like, yeah. I was like, man, if I remember thinking, man, if I could just like get an interview with someone, I think I'd be able to like talk my way talk into my it. way into. I'm it. hearing your junior high skills coming right. back out in with you with my with my three point three <laughs> GPA, if that. That's twice what you had in high school. Well, so you're I, improving. I was like literally a different person. <laughs> like the the military is the best thing that ever happened to me, and mm-hmm. so like we're kind of becoming a man, right? And mm-hmm. so. Um, that whole thing, like I'm, I'm what, probably 24, 25 by this point. Um, and so it was like, I'm, 
an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it was during when my first one of my first years back at school, the first time anyone ever called me sir. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh, like, am I the old guy here? <laughs> like, I'm like I've, I'm only in my 20s, but like they're calling me sir, and it's like it was just weird. It was like a Chevy Chase movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I was like, oh man, if I can just get an interview, and then it, I found out like all oh, people with like 4.0s get turned away and I'm like mm-hmm. oh so you got to be like that, that guy, guy. Right? yeah like, okay so that's not me and so I was like well I'm gonna do like uh, strength and conditioning coaching so um was, at the time I liked working out and I was like oh man this is great and so um turns out again that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff yeah not a lot of openings uh, yeah, floating well, around for- you know and so during this time, Sonny had started working at the church, um, and she had a friend who invited us to hear at Grace, and we'd, we'd done all kinds of things, but it's like, hey, let's go to church, fine, but it's like, I'm still inebriated from the night before, mm-hmm. like, walking into church, and mm-hmm. so it's like, it was really doing great things for Jesus, you know? Right. Um, so your but- flame is there. It's there, and but it's feeling like, obligated to yeah, to maybe. be near other flames, perhaps or no, not that at all. Okay, it was literally, like Sunny wanted to go, yeah. and I was like, yeah, all right, we'll go. Like, like I said, we didn't spend any time apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was doing strength and conditioning coaching, and she was working at the church, and so I was like, I liked working out, and then I I. All my all the rest of my time was just tag along with her, whatever she was doing, right? Like, hey, we're doing this event. Can you come and help me set things up? Sure. Can you know? And all of that was everything. And so, slowly, had to look at myself and be like, wow, I am not getting any closer to physical fitness, <laughs> but I'm getting closer to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, nobody wants to take advice from the fat guy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, look how strong I am. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't do what look I say, it. not what yeah, I, right. look, I don't, do. I don't, I don't look. I don't look like I'm strong, you know. But like, do you want to look like a guy who can lift something heavy and then needs to sit down? Like, <laughs> come and come and follow my workout regimen, you know? Yeah. And so like, it was just kind of this thing where I'm just doing stuff to do it, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, so I like, okay, that's the story, right? And so um, they were doing some kind of a, a vision campaign here. And Sonny had told me that weekend or that Friday, she's like, I want to drop out of school to go into ministry. And I'm like, oh, no, like you were going to make all our money. <laughs> like you're, you're going to be a nurse practitioner. Like, you were going to make all the money, and I was going to come over here and just squander my life away. <laughs> we had a deal, you know? Like, and then I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, I want you to come with me. And I was like, oh, mm. no. And I'm like, why? what? Why? And um, we, I was like, give me the weekend to think about it before any of this. Like, I don't want... Like, I'm almost graduated. It's all this stuff. Our life's like, you really want to turn our life upside down? She's like, yeah, you know, and yeah. And so we went to this vision campaign meeting, and um, Sonny and I were kind of sitting in it, and I guess it was for, like, the resident intern program mm, was what it was for. Yeah. And um, uh, they were praying, and, like, during the last prayer of the night, Jeff had said, um, 
if anybody in this room is thinking about leadership, Lord, give them clarity or a sign or whatever. And Sonny mm-hmm. and I both look at each other and I'm like, frick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get out of this. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, okay, so here we go. And so then you both jumped into that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I've kind of followed Sonny around like a wounded dog. You know, sounds like a beautiful person to follow around. She's Just wonderful. Following around right? some sunshine. But like, you ever have like a kid who found like a dead mouse or something, and you're like, "It's my pet." Like, yes, you're actually. like, you need to throw that away. Yeah. Like that's what I am in this relationship. <laughs> like, I am definitely the roadkill that my kids are poking with a stick. <laughs> And, and like, swearing they're going right. to take care of for the rest it's of their It's a turtle. Yeah. It's like maybe it was, right? <laughs> like now it's it's just nasty. Mm-hmm. And so that's I feel like that's still kind of what I am. Like she does all these great things and I'm like, "All right, middle schoolers, who mm-hmm. wants some Mountain Dew?" <laughs> you know, and they're all she's out here changing lives with guys, let's just pray. We mm-hmm. need to pray right now because I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. <laughs> so um no, but that started our our like trajectory in this way. And then from there, it was like slowly um, growing closer towards an actual relationship with Jesus. Um, and so it was like I was in school for two years or so um, before I really got plugged into anything. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I just kind of, made myself available and never left. <laughs> so, like, and that was all done here through Grace and yeah. their Grace Seminary program, right? So I had done, um, I started at Moody, and then I, a lot of my credits transferred, right, from Akron. Mm-hmm. Went to Moody, lost about half my credits because they were useless, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, I was basket weaving one on one and <laughs> learn how to make a boat out of your pants. You know, weird things like whatever, whatever the thing was. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then we transferred again from Moody to Grace because the Moody program disappeared right. and then the Grace College program started. And so you were kind of a pioneer within right. that and realm. Right. So we started in the Grace College program. Mm-hmm. Like we were on the the up and up from that. Yeah. And so I lost even more credits transferring into the Grace College <laughs> awesome. program. And so, like, I, here's a little tidbit that if anybody who knows me, I hate school. <laughs> oh, I hate, I love to learn. I love to do things. Interesting. I hate school. I think it's one of those things, like, I'm going to read a book. And then your mom's like, hey, you want to read a book? I'm like, no, I no, hate books. Yeah. Books are the worst, right? <laughs> and so um, I hate school. Love learning. And I ended up in school for like 10 years. <laughs> it was ridiculous. God and so I think that's that just one. like God's sense of humor, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, remember all that terrible thing you did back there? And Just gave you or, another year of school in right, your uh, You got 30s. another one? Yeah, here's another one. You got another one? What's the breakfast club? Like, <laughs> say one more word, pal, one more word. That's another one. Two months I got you. Like, that's, that's me. Um, and so... Uh, Went to the Grace program, loved it. Like, it, like, like I said, I love learning. Mm-hmm. I just something about school I hate. So, mm-hmm. like, went through the programs and like did decent, normal school, good grade guy. Like, not a straight A student by any stretch of the words. And then went to Liberty Online because mm-hmm. Grace Seminary wasn't started up yet, and got my degree in apologetics. 
and I'm just living the dream, you know? You're living the dream. Like, I think you sprinkled a few kids in that pathway as well, which I don't, I completely don't understand how, I just feel like you and Sunny have this capacity that, and you've lived 10 lives. I mean, yeah. when you said like, oh, and that was by, by the time I was 24, like you started the military at 19 and by 24 had experienced all of those things. And whereas most right. people at 24 are just starting their first job and moving into an apartment. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there's so much. Like, again, it's like, okay, we got this G, maybe PG-rated <laughs> podcast. It's like, okay, there's 95% of my life I can't talk about. Like, this one time I colored. It was really neat. I didn't stay inside the lines, though, kids. Like, feel free to journey on that page. Anyway. Um, but uh, kids, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, you have four of them. Yeah. That's... So we didn't think we could have kids. Okay. Which is kind of interesting, right? Like... We just, it just never happened. And so, um, weren't particularly trying for kids. Like we weren't like, we want to start a family, but we also weren't like, we don't want kids. And so, mm-hmm. um, listeners do the math, right? <laughs> like, um, and so, uh, we had like dogs and two dogs and two cats. And so we had like our little fur babies Yeah, and, uh, randomly out of nowhere, um, Sunny comes, I was playing World of Warcraft and Sunny comes up to me and she's like, Hey, uh, I'm pregnant. And I looked down at the pregnancy thing and I was in the middle of my video game and I look at her and I said, go check again. <laughs> and I just kept clicking. I'm in the middle of a quest. <laughs> right. I know. I'm like, I'm doing something. I was like, first of all, how big of a jerk can you be? Right. And like, so she's like in this big emotional moment. I'm like, yeah, but I'm doing this now. So. And this is pre, like, we're holding hands at the vision casting, deciding oh, so to go much, in a so pre, It's way yes. before that, yeah. Uh, I think I was, uh, I think my daughter was almost three by the time mm-hmm. any of that stuff started. Um, and uh, so we, <laughs> yeah, so randomly a kid showed up and we're like, okay, what do we do now? And so, like, work our way through that. And then, um, so then... All of a sudden, like, another baby shows up, and it's like, okay, well, guess we can have kids. Like, <laughs> And I think that might be one of those, like, God-blessing moments, because, like, I just wasn't mentally stable enough to have kids prior to any of this stuff, okay. right? So, um, so it was... Uh, Let's see, what year was she born? I don't know, science, man. Whatever the math is it on that. It was probably around 2013, I think, if she's eight or nine. She's eight right now. She's eight, so, so yeah, 2014. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because I, I would bring her to my college classes sometimes when I didn't have, like, a babysitter. hmm And, like, my teachers all loved her because they were, like, the I'm going to teach yoga kind of teachers, you know, and so it's like, hey – there's a, a college female. Go play with the baby. And they'd be like, oh, the baby's so cute. And I'm like, yeah, that's an extra letter grade on the test. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm such a crappy person. I can't, I don't even want to talk about that. I actually really want to talk about it. We just can't. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and then another one, and then another one, and then now there's another one, one years old running around. Yeah. And, you know, I'm good to keep going, but apparently pregnancy is harder on women than men. I don't. Turns out, yeah. yeah I don't know the math on that, but <laughs> I mean, I sleep great. 
So like, your body looks like it's taken a toll, though. Probably. Well, you know, like I said, I'm weathered. You know, I've got I've got some miles on me, but uh, I get the oil changed every now and then. You know. <laughs> well, and I I think after all of this time that we've spent journeying through all that stuff, to say. And Grace family, this man is the pastor of your middle schoolers. Oh, you don't say it like that. But you're I, I do. Take I the kids think. Away. No, I think. <laughs> like, when, anybody who's listening to this right now is like, oh, oh my. <laughs> Listen, we got to cancel this trip. So uh, many people can do the God math of a, a kid who was desperately seeking for belonging and who didn't have that mentor and who, at one point, a pastor said he was going to show up and he didn't. And I think that those pieces are playing into you now as this mature flame that's no longer just this pilot, but it is caught fire. I can like hear it in the stories that you tell. I'm still trying to put it out all the time, though. You know, (laughs) I'm convinced that like anybody who's a pastor just realizes how bad of a person they are, and it's just like, oh yeah, I'm not doing this. Like, if left to my own devices, this place is going to burn down in 20 minutes, and my wife and kids will leave. Like. I will, I will hands down destroy my life if I don't have Jesus. And Just so it's literally like, clinging to yes, him. Yes. Yeah. Like, that is the only hope and prayer mm-hmm. is that I have Jesus in my life. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, that's also kind of true. So yeah. it's like, it's craziness. Yeah. And that's the fire that is right. leading these middle schoolers now and taking the Mountain Dew chugging contest and turning it into something that's going to hopefully tie them to God early Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, John. Like, thank you for this church that puts those pieces in place so that we can um, really compel their hearts and and keep them in that place. And that's like something that we've we've built here that I love, um, especially for middle school. Like back in the day when I was a, a young guy, um, and I didn't have that person to connect to. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't blame anybody. I'd mm-hmm. like to point that out. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I definitely, as an adult, you can go back and look at your decisions and be like, yeah, I probably could have changed every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just wasn't how God saw that playing out, I suppose, with, you know, balance that with free will somehow. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, now it's like when we do things, the crazy stuff that I love to do, it's like, okay, at the end of the day, are we trying to take these kids one step closer to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like I might not be the right person to connect with your student or uh, I might really want to connect with you or you might really want to connect with me. And it's just, that's just not how it is. Right. But I know this person mm. who would be great for you to connect with. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's very much a community of believers raising the kids mm-hmm. And so, like, helping kids and parents and volunteers and everybody see, like, yeah, the goal is to get everybody one step closer to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? How we do that is different for everybody, especially in middle school when it's like, I'm unique just like everybody else. Look at all of our matching shoes. <laughs> We're all so special. Mm-hmm. like. And so there's all of those kind of things um, where it's like, yep, that person connects closer to Jesus yes. by like a conversation. Yes. That person's going to connect closer to Jesus by throwing a football. Mm-hmm. That person's going to collect 
connect closer to Jesus by getting kicked out because they won't shut up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but all of that stuff, like everybody's different. Yeah. And because they're all different, they're all going through it. All right. us adults are different. Like if we were to compare all of our stories, like real stories, they're all different. And we're yeah. all going to connect with people differently, right? So do you play that connector then? So you can, like you see the body of, of volunteers and you see the body of kids and, you know, you take their skills, gifts, interests and all that stuff and help them to know one another. And we have life group leaders and, you know, the kids that are in need. Is that part of what you do as a pastor? So like that, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to be the first person to ever admit this. I am just bad at organizing and connecting and all of that stuff, which mm-hmm. is why I, I love my wife so mm-hmm. much because she's so great at everything. Yeah, that's literally and, her gifts. Right. Her and gift so like uh, everything is, it, it's, it sounds really bad to say, everything has kind of just fallen into my life. Like mm. I've kind of tripped and it's like, oh no, I'm crashing and burning. And it's like, wait, here's a new thing that's happening, right? Mm. And so all of the kids, when it's like, yeah, we want to connect everybody to these things, but it also happens organically, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I, I want to come and serve with the middle schoolers. I can make a difference, things like that. It's like, great. And you show up and you're tearing your hair out. And it's like, I'm not doing anything. This mm-hmm. is horrible. Like, all these kids are insane. And then it's like, okay, but what about Jeff over here, you know, or little Timmy or something like yeah. that? Where it's like, okay, maybe middle school's not your bag. Maybe it's high school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow, I actually love this now. Or just little perspective shifts mm-hmm. of, um, right, this is what we have, but painting the kids as real people as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people see middle schoolers as like these dirty little gremlins mm-hmm. that run around and think they have big people problems. You and know? they're just trying to figure it all out as right. well. And we can right. all trace our own stories back to Absolutely. see how we were that kid one day, at some point in time. Right. And you can relate to that a bit. I tend to think we stick at our points of trauma in life mm. where like if – so I started to fall apart in middle school, high school, and it's like I can, I can distinctly picture that moment mm. of like the fist fight in the gym mm-hmm. in eighth grade was like that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. just because – I realized like nobody actually cares. If this mm-hmm. is what Christians are like, I don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll play the game, but I'm going to get what I want out of the game, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I, I, my biggest fear is that happens to kids today, mm-hmm. you know? And in, in our own ministry, they get overlooked and they'll be overshadowed. And it's like, yep, I'm, I really wanted to talk to you, Henry, but, you know, little Todd over here... Mm-hmm needs another Band-Aid, and mm-hmm. then Henry's like, oh, well, I was going to actually open up so I don't get to talk to so-and-so. Yeah. And Our so. words are so powerful because we hold these positions, whether earned or not, just these, we're a powerful voice in kids' lives, and there's key things I can remember people saying to me, and it sounds like it's the same thing for you, that really can change a trajectory of decision-making, but I don't think any of that, I know that nothing of uh, of that is outside of the grasp of God and his power to use it for good in the long run. And I think what I'm hearing is a lot of um, hope in God's timing and absolute patience of the journey of faith for a man like you. All of the things that you shared with us until 36, which is where you're at n- now, um, that 
there's so much hope. Like there's just still so much hope and he can redeem anything. And I think that that's a beautiful picture that's yeah. painted in your life. The, the biggest thing that's like that I see with the kids and with um, families and with just all of the mess happening in the world is, is exactly that. It's like, just hang on. Mm -hmm. Like the world's not on fire. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the world might be on fire, but right now this moment isn't Mm -hmm. on fire. Like, yep. It's crazy. Yep. They don't know what they want. We don't know what they want. It's everything seems like it's a 10 out of 10 stressful situation. Yeah. Just hang on. Mm -hmm. We're going to pray our way through it. We're going to have people in our lives like guide the kids, you know, um, and ultimately it boils down to what, what does Jesus have for us? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if, uh, if we can share Jesus with just like a couple of the kids and they can avoid some of the things that would happen in their lives because they met Jesus early, like wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And the ripples of their story then sharing with a neighbor, a kid, a a classmate, what have you, then can trickle out from there. And I love your statement of one step closer. It doesn't, I could be a mile away from Jesus if I'm one step closer. I could be a foot away from Jesus if I'm still one step closer. Just meet them where they're at. And and whether you believe yet or are yet to believe, you still can get closer to Jesus. There's there's no, it's an infinite amount of closeness. There's always going to be more. Right. Like we're not going to arrive this side of heaven, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's like, oh man, I feel bad because like fix my kid, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's not that's Jesus' mm-hmm. job. Like I'll love your kid, mm-hmm. I'll tell your kid about Jesus, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not a licensed counselor. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just a guy who wants your kid to know who Jesus is. Like, and he might not figure it out or receive it or have the aha moment all. until he's thirty, right? Until he's forty, ever. But, you know, God is patient and his timing is perfect. So we just keep putting those seeds out there. Right. Like we're not even planting seeds in middle school. We're just moving boulders so other mm-hmm. people can get the field ready. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're chopping trees down. Like, this yeah. is a good place for a field. Like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah. it's the world is broken, man. But mm-hmm. these kids aren't like, oh, the future church is going to do. Like they are literally the people leading the world right now Mm -hmm. and so like it's weird to think that like i'm on the the back end of that right like where we're no longer the cool young kids you Mm. know don't tell me that i still believe i am oh well you are obviously (laughs) right and it's like no these these like 12 to 18 year olds are the current church Mm -hmm. and um when people come out and dismiss them because they're young or uh, they don't have the life experience, like, what what are you doing, man? Mm -hmm. Like, we're we're trying to make sure that these kids love Jesus and show Jesus to people who actually need Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so awesome to watch that stuff actually get to play out. And every now and then you get to be, like, right there when, like, Jesus shows up in a very obvious, practical way, mm-hmm. and someone's light bulb goes off. It's like, on? Yeah, yes. there we go. On? <laughs> someone's light bulb goes off, and they just don't care anymore. But um, No, it goes on, and they like they get it, and you're like, wow, that was amazing mm-hmm. to see. And um, 
Yeah, I, I that I fuels like the I'm flame, right? Yeah. So there, your pilot light that's just logs on it, and right. and you're growing a big old bonfire over there at the middle school ministry. So. <laughs> we love to burn things down. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Full circle. Well, John, I mean, as a mom of an 11 year old boy who's about to enter into that world, I say thank you, and I say um, please keep going. It is it is a necessary thing, and um, to to s- spare kids from what could have happened if that light didn't get turned on until later just by moving a boulder today. You know, that is wonderful, noble work. And I'm thankful that Grace Church has the whole system from, you know, you guys being out of the vision campaign to now the ways that you both as a couple serve our church. And I can only imagine what your children will do in the future as well. Yeah, we'll just see if we can not blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, come quickly. I know that's right. Well, thank you for coming on Unscripted here today. It's been wonderful getting to know your full story. Now I can say... It needs edited. There's a lot of boring in there, I'll tell you. <laughs> John, you are nothing but boring. I know I'm nothing but boring. It's terrible. <laughs> Anything like, but boring. No, no, you said nothing but. We can't take it back now. <laughs> Thanks again for being here.